Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Dime Dropper. This time, free agency, yours truly, by myself. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, and of course, to follow us on Apple Podcasts at follow us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. But anyways, let's get straight to it. Um, as I said, with my gig at Locked On now. I'm going to be a little more, I get to be a little more professional over there. I have to be a little more professional. And that's where I go straight unbiased to the max. But here back on Dime Dropper, I'm turning it up a notch this season in terms of the emotions and just letting it all out and letting myself be a fan, you know, big time. And being mad, hating players, all that shit, all the good stuff, cussing. Feels good to be able to do all that, talk freely. And I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not happy with this. As any Clipper fan would be, I'm not really that happy with this because, and this is the thing, I'm not a Clipper fan that thinks that the Lakers are a rival with the Clippers because I'm big into history, and you guys know that historically the Lakers have just kicked our ass for ever, and then recently it's been the Clippers, 32 and what, 13, or is it 32 and 3, no, I think it's 30, whatever. I don't, I, don't get the, I don't know those stats off the top of my head. But all I know is this. Lakers haven't beaten us in the Ty Lue era. And they're not going to beat us that much anytime soon. I can promise you that. Even with the addition of Patrick Beverly. So let's get right to it. Pat Bev. And by the way, as I said, my episodes are going to be less structured in terms of dime dropper this year. I'm just going to let it all out. <laughs> Say whatever the fuck's on my mind. And what's on my mind now is that I was disappointed. Because, you know, Pat Bev, I'm not mad at him though. I mean, he has every right to do what he what he wants to do with his career. He has no, like the Clippers wanted to trade him. So he has every right. And first of all, there's no rivalry. Let me just emphasize that again. There's no rivalry to me because rivalries are built in the playoffs. I know Clipper fans are big into, you know, trying to, because they hate the Lakers. Like, let's be real. Most Clipper fans don't like the Lakers because everybody hates the Lakers. And obviously they have to hear the most or we have to hear the most hear it the most, I should say, just being in Los Angeles. And they're pretty loud, of course. And everybody hates the Lakers, obviously. And when you win that much, you're hated. And Laker fans in the past viewed the Clippers as just a little brother. Like, you know, if they're good, hey, that's awesome. But, like, you know, nobody really cares. And then, obviously, when the Clippers got good, some Laker fans started getting insecure in their feelings. Like, we're actually going to do stuff. And then they cope by telling themselves that they have 17 rings and we have zero yet still pay attention to us but then there are still a lot of laker fans that are great like you guys that follow me and subscribe to dime dropper of course shout out to my laker laker fans out here watching this that subscribed um that are cool but let's be real this is another thing that pisses me off about this move the laker fans trashed patrick beverly 
to and this is there's a difference between just trashing him because he's on another team, a team you may not like and whatever. And look, I hated Patrick Beverly before he was on the Clippers. Hated him. But when he's on obviously he's one of those guys, the classic hate playing against him, but love him when he when he's on your team kind of guy. But the certain Laker fans, people that I know personally, not just on Twitter, like my, some of my friends, just cannot say a good word about the guy. Act like he's a trash basketball player. He just runs around out there, buying into that narrative. The facts that are matter. The facts of the matter are this: Patrick Beverly has helped every team he's been on win games when he plays. He's been to the playoffs every single year of his career that he's played, like over a certain amount of games, at least half the season, I believe. Because in the 2018 season, he played. That was his first season with us, and he played like seven, eight games. That was awful. But Pat Bev helps win games, and I know it's exactly what the Lakers need. Like, here's the thing. That's what kills me as well. Because I'm not a Laker. I, I'm gonna reiterate this. I am not a. People think it's so funny. There are people that think I'm a complete Laker hater, and then there are other people that think I'm like a closeted Laker fan. You guys don't understand. I separate the emotions. I don't, this, I'm gonna be honest, I fucking hate this current Laker team. Like, I just don't like the LeBron era Lakers. It's just, it's gross. The, just the combination of the Laker fans with LeBron fans is just terrible. And the, just the arrogance. Actually, no, it's not the arrogance. They've always been arrogant Laker fans. But I don't know. I just, it's just the combo. And it's plus that the Clippers and the Lakers have both been, at least in 2020, I really had nothing, nothing. Like, during the Lob City era, we just kicked their ass. Like, let's be real. We just kicked their ass. I didn't pay any attention to it. And the main... My, by the way, I keep straying away from the point. The main reason I don't think the Clippers and the Lakers are a rivalry are because they didn't even play it in the playoffs. And my subscribers know that I say that, like, like it's a beating a dead horse with that one. Playoffs. Shaquille O'Neal, you know, the, when I was a little kid, Shaq and Kobe were the gods of this city. I'm a Clipper fan, but I'm going to keep it real. It was Shaq and Kobe. Everybody... That was the first two athletes I learned as a kid living in Los Angeles, growing up here. And by the way, let me just say for those watching on the YouTube version, I apologize that this is like my banner's not here and some like and shit like that. Guys, let me know what you guys want because we're in the process of going with the new background for the upcoming season. Do you guys want me to get a green screen or do you guys like the banner but just frame it so it, it doesn't look like as beat up? Let me know in the comments. Let me know if you're in the live chat. What you guys want me to do? It's not gonna look this plain for the season, but anyways, Clippers and Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant were the two stars of the city, and Shaq always said that the rivalries are in the playoffs. He would even take it a step further. He would say that each team should beat each other. It's not a rivalry when one team just kicks the other one's ass. <laughs> so Lakers and Clippers, like that's just it's just in city seat. It's just in city little mid-season spats that ESPN and national media have hyped up for a couple years. The Battle of LA. Like, dude, nothing changes when the Clippers kick the Lakers' ass. The Lakers still have more fans, still have more banners, and the Clippers still haven't won a championship at the end of the day. I don't give a shit about the regular season anymore. But, I mean, have we been better the last decade? You see, I want to say yes. Yes, we have. But the Lakers won a championship, even though it was a bubble championship, whatever. Point is, that, so that's so Clipper of us to have been better for the whole decade when the Lakers won the championship and we're still ringless. But here's the thing, that shit's going to change this season. But let me talk about this move, though. So, let me, yeah, let me just, I just got that out of the way. I don't think the Lakers and the Clippers are a rivalry, period. And I, people think that I'm a rare Clipper fan that thinks that that's not the case. Well, most, I, I think a lot of Clipper fans, if you really ask them, you really think that's a rivalry? I don't know. I'd be shocked if they said yes. Anyway. Someone says green screen would be better in my opinion. 
Cameron Aselli, shout out to you, bro. Says banner framed could be a nice look. I like the diversity in the responses. Great on Square says subscribe. So happy you got the locked on gig. Was shocked to see you on your first episode. Hey, appreciate you, man. Really appreciate it. But Patrick Beverly, guys, this is what sucks about Bev, right? So I say I say it's not a rivalry because we haven't played them in the playoffs and all that. That's another option as well. By the way, so for the live people in the live, uh, I'm sorry, people listening to the audio version, sorry. I'm going to be answering questions live more this season instead of just always at the end. But Cameron Aselli asks perhaps or says perhaps a frame clipper poster too. The other option for the background is since I'm also going to be doing locked on to just move some of my clipper posters behind me uh, and just move those there. But it's like they're older. They're not Kawhi Paul. Like it's Lob City and Pryor, but whatever. Anakin Mohan says, shout out to the realest Clipper fan. That's my guy. What's going on, man? So, Laker Nation, he says, need a Kobe poster. I got one, but I don't know if it'd be a look, good look for Locked On Clippers. It's probably going to be the same background I use for that show, too. But anyway, I got to get back to the because I know some people that are going to click on this video that have not been here before. Sorry, I'm catering it too much to the subscribers. But anyway, let's get right to it, right? So, the reason, so I don't think it's a rivalry, right? But Patrick Beverly was the most, like him and Montrader, were the most anti-Laker Clippers that I have been a part of watching in my, this is going to be my 18th season as a fan I've ever seen. Like, it's funny because Lou Williams, the three guys that were traded in the Houston, in the Chris Paul trade, Lou Williams, Montrader, and Pat Bev, are all, have, have all been Lakers now. It's insane. And they say that we always take their sloppy seconds. Mm-mm-mm. Things are changing, ladies and gentlemen. But Patrick Beverly, man, I love the guy because he just gives his heart and soul to every single game. Like, you guys can, if Laker fans, if you're really that curious, go back to my lives in the 2021 season and just go to games that Bev played and just see what I said about him in real time. Because they're, they're all there in a playlist. If you go to my channel and go to playlist, you can see it. 2021, or it, it's labeled 24-minute recaps for the 2020-2021 season. Clippers and Lakers are all there. But you can find games with Pat Bev and see what I said. The guy just doesn't take games off. The problem is he plays so hard he gets hurt a lot. But he does not take games off. And that's something that if you watched Laker basketball last season, they need someone like that because they took a lot of games off. There were a lot of games where they quit after the first quarter. There were a lot of games where they didn't even show up in the first quarter and then try, were down 20 and tried the rest of the game to come back. And it's like you gave the other team not just a life. You gave them a significant advantage to run with. It's just... They were ridiculous. And Patrick Beverly just doesn't let that kind of sh lazy shit slide sometimes out of teammates. He'll scream. He's the type of guy that will get a deflection in the first 10 seconds of a game. Meaning, it seems meaningless. Doesn't go in the stat sheet. Clapping like this. That just sets a tone, though. I was at a game where he did that. That just sets a tone. No possessions are just going to be, you know, eh, another possession goes by. No, you're going to compete on every possession. That's the difference. And sometimes that can get the best of him. His cons are that he can get in foul trouble and really gamble a lot on defense. But And he doesn't have too much playmaking chops and pick and roll, really. But he will surprise you, especially when guys run him off the line. He has a really nice floater. And he's a much better three-point shooter than people give him credit for. People are out here saying, oh, the Lakers still need to address the issue of, of space on the floor and get more shooting. Absolutely. But Patrick Beverly absolutely helps that as well. He's a pretty knockdown three-point shooter. I know he shot 35% this year, which wasn't as great as normal. But with, with us, 
2019 season, I'm going to pull up the stats right now. 2019 season, he shot like 39% from deep. And some of them are not even like wide, wide open. Some are like with a guy barely, like I would say closing out, but straight up like kind of just guarding him, just not too tightly. And he will just pull over him. Sometimes he'll hit him and he'll, he'll, he'll surprise you. Even a foot or two behind the line as well sometimes. So I got the three-point percentages up now. 40% in 2021, 39% in 2020, and 40% in 2019. I mean, come on. And 38% in 2017. 2016, 40%. Like, this guy, yeah, he shot 34% last year with Minnesota, which is interesting. But the guy is a very solid three-point shooter, and with LeBron creating looks for him, that's going to be amazing. But do I? how much do I think it moves the needle? Well, the thing about the Laker roster is it's all about if Westbrook's on the team. And this is hilarious because of the history between Pat Bev and Russ. <laughs> Obviously, for those that are newer to basketball, Patrick Beverly famously injuring Russ's meniscus, tear, helped or uh, contributed to his tearing of his meniscus. That was the first injury that Russ had in his career. He hadn't missed a game then. That was in the 2013 first round. And that caused him to miss the remainder of the playoffs in which the Thunder had the number one seed in the West. And they beat the Rockets four games to two and then lost to the Grizzlies in five. But that was famous and they've been beefing ever since. He obviously had the Pat Bev trick, y'all, man. He just runs around. And, you know, it's just the back and forth. I don't think they're going to play together. Actually, you know what? I don't know. But a report came out from Jovan Bua of The Athletic, that former Clipper beat writer. And he was saying that... the move of Patrick Beverly to the Lakers makes it more likely that Russell Westbrook will be moved. So that's a great thing to hear if you're a Laker fan because of the fit was just so bad. But by the way, you know, it's funny. I also going to remain nameless. I don't, I'm not going to go too specific, but know a guy who knows a guy within the Lakers. And he was saying some things that man, does not look good in terms of being a good teammate to Russell Westbrook. Let's put it that way. Uh, leaving, leaving, her, hearing that they left him out to dry. And uh, old Bron Bron, when the when the going got tough, the tough. Yeah, I mean we saw it on the court. I don't really need to say much else. But the Lakers mailed it in a lot last season. Let's put it that way. Patrick Beverly is going to help that, help prevent that. I should say. Now, how much does it move the needle? As I said again, Westbrook, but also health. It really. Listen, Westbrook or not, it's the same shit with the Lakers that it's been since Anthony Davis got to L.A. Everything rests on Anthony Davis' health and, and the way he's playing. He is the guy for this Laker team. LeBron may be the best player, most consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to have an amazing year, I think, even in year 20. like It's going to be hashtag year 20. Can you believe he's doing this in his 20th season? I can. I mean, the guy is just a specimen, a freak of nature, one of the greatest to do it. He's still slowing down, though, despite what the stats suggest. Like, it's just, you got to watch the games. But Anthony Davis is just, he changes the whole thing. So it's all about his health. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the, the, the move, I think it guarantees that the Lakers are going to make the play-in. I'm not going to go as far as to say the, the top six because injuries, you just never know. If they don't have Anthony Davis, anything's possible. But I think this guarantees a play-in spot, no doubt. Top 10, like, no doubt. Are they better than the Clippers? Are they better than us? Fuck no. Fuck no. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to health, right? For both teams. Clippers aren't the most healthy team in the world. And by the way, for the emotional side of things, 
it sucks, man. I'm not going to lie. Because as I said, Pat Bev was so anti-Lakers. So anti-Lakers. So for him to go to the Lakers, you felt it kind of brewing with his growing relationship with LeBron and how he's publicly expressing it more. I kind of felt like I liked it. I didn't. I thought he hated LeBron at, at first, but then they were like, oh, we're cool. I wouldn't be surprised if it was another Draymond situation, though, there, where Pat Bev and LeBron, like, didn't fuck with each other. And then LeBron was like, hey, man, you want to come over and, like, drink some wine? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just feels like LeBron, like, wants to be everyone's boy. I feel like he's playing he's playing chess trying to get them on he's secretly recruiting i'm just kidding though i don't i'm not gonna suggest that lebron had any play in this at the end of the day if i was pat bev i would love to play with braun and play with the lakers right now it's just like i don't know man he was he was the thing about pat bev is i think he's clipper through and through but he's really like not i think he's just wherever he's at through and through that's the thing and just to see him gonna rep that i want to call it purple and mold because they're old as fuck. But we're going to just go on with that piss yellow jersey they wear now. And that's no disrespect to Laker fans. But their jerseys are disgusting now. That's not the purple and gold that the Magic and the Jerry West and the Kobe's. They changed it when LeBron came. Fitting. <laughs> but it's going to be gross to just see him rep it so hard. I feel like he's going to just go so hard against the Clippers too. And he's going to talk so much shit. And at the end of the day, if you guys go back and watch my reaction to us losing the playing game and him acting like he just won the championship, I was a little bit more angry and riled up. And I said this shit about Pat Bev. I said, he's going to find out next year we're fully healthy about Minnesota. But let me rephrase that because we always of lately, lately, since Ty Lue became our coach, kicked the Lakers ass. So I'm going to say it like this. He said, weak ass Clippers. All right, weak-ass Lakers, let's see what you got. Opening night, Pat Bev. You're going to reap what you sow, my friend. You are going to reap what you sow. The team is going to make you feel it. But the thing is, oh, man, that matchup is going to get tougher now, though, because he's going to go so hard. That's the thing, though. At what point, Clipper fans, if he keeps just trashing us because he's on the other side, do we stop showing him so much love? Like, at the end of the day, I'm, I, I probably will always love him. I'm not going to say guaranteed. I said that I always would love all the players on the Curse Breaker 2021 team. But Pat Bev, man, sometimes he just talks a little too much. And he's going to the Lakers. And he, if he just buys into the Laker mentality, like the way he bought into the Clipper mentality, like he embraces the underdog shit so much. But if he embraces that Laker glamour and I'm on the number one franchise in LA on the varsity team now and starts shitting on us, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that guy, man. Like everybody is so weird. about like Some Clipper fans are so weird about the way they divide their like hate and respect for former players like most of the Clipper fans I feel like don't like Chris Paul anymore after that Phoenix series and his antics but Pat Bev has antics too and he did a third of what Chris Paul did for the Clippers like let's keep it let's keep it a buck man say what you want and I'm not going to police anybody as a fan if you don't like Chris Paul and you love Pat Bev and you're a Clipper fan okay good for you if you love Chris Paul you don't fuck with Pat Bev as a Clipper fan good for you if you hate them both good for you too I tend to be a little more generous and love our former players that contributed to progressing the franchise forward. You know, regardless of what happens with them after, unless they go out of their way and disrespect the franchise or the fans. Chris Paul has not disrespected the franchise or the fans, but some people say that him saying that what was the vision of the Clippers, what was the culture, was a diss. Yeah, it was a diss, but that was also when we had Glenn Rivers, the guy that us Clipper fans wanted to drive out of town as a, as a coach and as a GM, and you still get mad at Chris Paul for it. We were saying the same shit as fans, and that, we don't have we didn't, that wasn't Lawrence Frank, that wasn't Michael Winger, Jerry West. That's a different Clippers. 
this franchise, oh my God, I trust them with my life. I used to want to be the Clippers president of basketball operations. Like I was like dreaming to be that. Like that was what I wanted to do because I was like, no one's going to do a better job than me. That was just the dreamer talking before I even started Dime Dropper when we, did, when we were about to not get Kawhi. But Lawrence Frank, he knows what he's doing. Lawrence Frank with a capital L-A, son. He knows what he's fucking doing. And I trust the front, the front office. And they made the right decision with getting rid of Patrick Beverly, by the way. He would never stay healthy. He just wouldn't stay healthy. Like, that's the one thing, Laker fans, it's going to be tough. Is like, hopefully he can stay healthy for you because you already have your injury problems as is. And Pat Bev is not necessarily... Yeah, and he's also getting older, too. Like, he's always had injury issues. But he's... So last season, he played 58 games. So he missed 24 games. That's not that bad. That's still 20-plus games, though, I mean... It, it really, again, it all depends on Anthony Davis and LeBron James and also if Russell Westbrook's going to be there or not. It's just, that's all I have to say about it in terms of if you're a Laker fan looking for my analysis, it's a great move. Like, some of you Laker fans are like, I, uh, I don't think he's that good. Uh, I hated him then. I'm going to hate him now. Guys, stop. He's going to put every single ounce of himself into this shit. Even to the point where he may trash, I'm saying it, he may trash the Clippers, man. And mind you, this is how big of a boy of the Clippers he is. While he was a member of the Timberwolves, I went to a game. I You can check out the vlog. I don't remember what game it was. You can check out in my vlog playlist. And Pat Bev is sitting there courtside with a Zubats Clippers jersey. A Zubats Clippers jersey. Like, that shows you how much love he still has for the team and the players. He's out here at our games sitting there like a fan. That means a lot. Like, that's awesome to see. But then he goes up, and in, in the moment, weak-ass Clippers, I wanted it so bad, they traded me. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I, you, were, you totally did, and it is a shrewd business. But, man, I don't know. I'm a fan, and I have the right to feel a certain way, too. I don't play for the team, but I'm going to be here after Pat Bev and before Pat Bev. Already have been. And the Kawhis, I mean, come on, man. I haven't been here for that long, but 18 years is longer than a lot of newer Clipper fans. I was here with fucking Richie Fromm, Dan Dickow. I thought Al Thornton was going to be so nasty. Shit. Shout out Eric Gordon. Elton Brand, though. I mean, I know a lot of Clipper fans don't like talking about Benedict Brand, but 06 Elton Brand was not to be played with. Slaughter in the Lakers, too. Lakers dodged a bullet in that one, man. I wish they had beaten Phoenix because we would have kicked their ass. But anyway, not the point. Point is... I'm disappointed, man. It's going to be tough to watch Pat Bev in that jersey every night and do live <laughs> Laker post games, which I do. If you're a Laker fan, man, subscribe. Like, I go live and try to keep it 100. If you, any, if I'm the, if you guys can't take jokes, though, like me joking, like, I'm going to trash talk a little bit. Like, that's just the fun of it. At the end of the day, yes, the Lakers are a better franchise than the Clippers. If you want to go with that 17 rings, trust me, I've heard it my whole life. Um, make a, it used to be make the conference finals. Now you have to move it up to finals. So that feels pretty good when you use that disc, to be honest. Um, and by the way, it's like people act like I'm like that's the only team I support that's never won a championship. Like I'm a Rams fan. We got a fucking banner coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Shout out to you Rams fans out here. Dodgers about to win the World Series this year. Win for Vince Scully. And by the way, I don't ah, I didn't end up doing a podcast on that. That was devastating, by the way. On my birthday, Vince Scully died. Oh man. I could literally make a whole separate podcast about him, but what a goat, dude. Just I can't there's no I don't know baseball without the guy. But it's going to be a fun season. I think the Lakers are going to be much better with Darvin Ham. Again, 
Got to wait to see what happens with the decisions that they make in terms of front office, but a big win here. THT going to Utah, Stanley Johnson going to Utah. I think Stanley Johnson losing him is is kind of ass because even though he's, he was a bricks th- from three, he actually worked hard. One of the few players on the team that worked hard consistently, and he was a wing defender that was good. So I think that was actually a loss. THT was a secondary ball handler off the bench, but he just it was kind of redundant having him, who's only an on-ball player, with LeBron and Russ. But there were games that they didn't play, and he played a little bit better. But his development was just not... Lakers are trying to be in win-now mode. You got AD in his prime, LeBron's last couple good years. I mean, if Westbrook's going to stay for one more year, I mean, that's that's win-now mode. He's older. Patrick Beverly's older. Like, they're all in the win right now. So, THT, it's fine to ship him off to Utah. I think he's actually going to be really good there. But we'll see. Big big time move for the Lakers. Not much else to be said about it. We're just going to see what happens with the rest of the season. But, yeah, we'll see about how I feel about Pat Bev. At the end of the day, I'm going back to that Chris Paul thing. I know Chris Paul can be annoying. I know what he's done. But Pat Bev straight up said, weak-ass Clippers. Like, Chris Paul never gone that far. And he's going to get worse, I'm telling you guys. Pat Bev goes all in for the team that he plays for. He's going to go all Mr. Like, he's just like, pisses purple and gold. It's going to be ridiculous. And I feel like he could take some unnecessary shots, especially if they win one game, even one. Ugh. Not looking forward to it. But it is what it is, man. Hopefully by the end of his career, hopefully, first of all, hopefully this doesn't last long, seeing Pat Bev on the Lakers, but hopefully by the end of his career, I can still look fondly and say I love Pat Bev. But who knows, man. I, if you if you If you, like, met the guy and, like, all that if you're a Clipper fan that met him or something like I understand if you'd always love him like I feel the same way about Blake Griffin but I never met the guy he played for the team for four years from 2017-18 season to 2021 curse breaker team and he was injured the entire first season so he really only played three three seasons and he was pretty injured in 20 I mean 2020 after the pandemic uh hit he was injured in the bubble. He was never 100% in that bubble. And then 2021, he was in and out of the lineup, and that's what led to Reggie Jackson starting in the first place. So at the end of the day, as much as I love Pat Bev, the 2019 season was amazing. Like, And in 2021, he stepped up huge in that Jazz Series and the Suns Conference Finals. But people act like this guy's like, like he did what for the Clippers like James Worthy did for the Lakers sometimes. Like we over, like overrate it sometimes. Lou Williams as well. Like These guys were there for a little bit. They were integral in getting Kawhi, and maybe that'll be part of what makes us a champion this year or in future years. But I think Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, they painted the picture of what it looks like for the Clippers to win year in, year out, have hype playoff games with all a sea of red Clipper fans. They painted a picture that this is could be an attractive destination. You know what I'm saying? They are the ones that first started the consistent winning. I do think that Pat Bev, Lou Williams, Montrader, they had they embraced the underdog mentality of the Clippers, and they were part of a transitional period where people thought after Chris Paul and Blake leave, are they going to go back to being the Clippers again? They said, no, nah, we're going to compete. We showed that we are. if we just have one more star, we'll be great. Paul George and Kawhi came, and now none of them are on the team anymore. But it is what it is, man. I don't really got much else to say. I can't lie. I've said it many times on this shit already. I'm disappointed. It's going to be tough seeing it. And I know Laker fans are going to love him. And it's going to be so annoying because I don't mind if you hated him, but admitted he was he was good at his role. 
I don't mind that because that's normal. I, I felt the same way about him. But the thing is, when he was on the Rockets, I said, man, we need someone like that. Because I saw what he did. He annoyed me. And he's going to annoy me again. Even more. Ugh. It is what it is, though, right? I'm not tripping on Pat Bev going to the Lakers. Like, I don't think that's a huge deal. I just want us to stay healthy, period. By the way, check out my shirt, Batum Battalion. Shout out to my boy Jake Burns making clothes, Clipper merch. Uh, I'm going to put his um, website or Twitter handle, actually, in the description. So if you're a Clipper fan, you want some merch. He also just made a Kobe shirt. So if you're a Laker fan or a Kobe fan, go check that out. It's the man, Jake Burns. Support the boys. Um, and I'll read some comments right now. Let's see. Anakin Moen says, It's insane the number of players that have been a part of both the Lakers and Clippers in recent years. Yeah, you got Montrader. You got, I mean, if you want to go further back, Lamar Odom, um, Pat Bev, Lou Will, Wenyan Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, Wenyan Gabriel. Pat Bev insanity is good for the regular season, but he flames out in the playoffs as Anakin Mohan. Why are you saying that? He was great in the 2021 uh, playoffs for us. Cameron Aselli says, if Lakers get Miles Turner plus Buddy for Westbrook, I'll be seething a bit. Yeah, that'll be a good move. That'll be a great move. And that looks like it could happen. Cameron Aselli says, I wonder if THT is going to have the Laker effect and go off once he's on a new team. Yeah, of course he's going to because it's more opportunity and not playing with LeBron and Russ who take the ball out of his hands. But... It's the Jazz are not going to be that good. And we're going to see what happens with Donovan. Edgar Avila says, or Edgar Avila says, you think Lakers can get rid of Westbrook? Of course they can. It's just going to be tough. I mean, the thing is, his expiring contract is, you know, a lot of teams could want to take that just to get it off the books and they'll have a lot of cap space. But it's like, if you're trying to tank, he's not going to help that. You know what I'm saying? And then... There aren't many teams that are in that middle ground or, or they want to contend and get are trying to improve this year that want a point guard that's like 34 years old or whatever he is because they have a young developing guard like a Darius Garland or, you know, I thought the Knicks could use him, but they, they went Jalen Brunson, you know, that's where they went. So Great Unsquare says, I hate the idea of Pat Bev being a Laker even more than I hate the idea of Shoei Otani becoming a Dodger. Jesus, really? I mean, how big of a Clipper fan are you versus Angels? Cameron Aselli says, LeBron on Twitter saying Westbrook's going to go off this season. He will indeed go off to another city. Yeah, by the way, that's all fake love. From what I've heard from behind the scenes, LeBron did not support Westbrook like that. It was all for show. Like, he he, he just, yeah. He does his LeBron thing. June 28th, July says, what if he's a Trojan horse? <laughs> what? Anakin Mohan says, more like banana yellow. Yeah, you're talking about the jerseys? June 28th, July says purple and gold, sir. It doesn't look like gold to me. I really hoop says new subscriber. Appreciate you, man. By the way, super chats are turned on. If you want to drop a dollar or a dime for your boy, obviously not doing this for, I mean, I'm doing this for free, but if you want to support, maybe help out for the green screen or a frame poster, you know, I got to pay for that somehow. You could uh, always throw a dollar or a dime in there. Shout out to the Batoon Battalion. Penny Magic says salute dime. Penny Magic. I feel like I know you. Are you somebody from Twitter? Great on square says Ike Diagu. Yeah, I was there for those days. June 28th, July says, let's go Rams. Let's go Dodgers. Absolutely. Great on square says, would you be okay with Steve Ballmer buying the Angels, dividing his attention among multiple teams? Uh, Steve Ballmer can do whatever he wants. Uh, yeah, I got no problems with it. But I do love him just being owner of the Clippers right now because he goes to every game and he acts like a fan and it's awesome. 
Cameron Aselius is super random, but I feel like Lou will pass the torch to Reggie in terms of what they both bring to the team play style. That's fair. And they close as well. 30 people in the live. Let's go. Shout out to everybody. Cameron Aselli says, and yeah, I don't know if Kawhi PG join if we didn't make the Yoffs in 2019. Yeah, that's facts. That's what I said. The 2019 making it to the playoffs was like a great audition for a star to come, Kawhi and Paul. Facts. Shout out to rookie Shea Gilgis Alexander. Great and square. Brian Cook was on both teams. Facts. And Karan Butler, if you want to go back that far back. And of course, Matt Barnes. Wait, I could be tripping, but did we both have Steve Blake? We had Steve Blake for a little bit, didn't we? I know the Lakers had Steve Blake. I could have sworn we had Steve Blake for a bit. Yeah, we did. 2010. I knew it. Steve Blake. <laughs> Michael George says, Pat Bev playing for the Lakers is such a weird thing to say. So yeah, let me ask you, Michael George, what did you think about Pat Bev? Did you Were you one of those people that thought he was ass, annoying, trash? Oh, yeah, Cameron Nacelli says, can't forget we fleeced Zoo from the Lakers, too. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you're not watching the uh, Lakers Legacy on Hulu documentary, I would suggest, even if you don't have Hulu, just buy it for this and just after delete your subscription or whatever because it's awesome. It's the best work of the Lakers done so far in these recent, between the Magic docu-series that was just a a Magic love convention and didn't really talk about basketball except for one part of it. And then the winning time, which is different. It's, you know... Um, dramatization. It's actors. But this is a great story. It's just very pro-bus and it's, you know, bus family. But everyone, a lot of people are in it, like Kareem, Magic, Norm Nixon, and they go really in-depth about, or I wouldn't say really in-depth, but in-depth about certain things and seasons. Like, for example, the injuries in the 83 finals and like different things they don't talk about in other documentaries. The Bob McAdoo move, Norm Nixon being traded for Byron Scott, like Jerry West talks about it. It's awesome, so... Check that out. But yeah, Zubats is another one. 27 Ephesus says, what are the chances Lakers win the finals with Buddy, Turner, and Pat Bev? Not that high, man. Championship? I think the Lakers are not going to win the championship, dude. Nathan Cruz says, do you think Lakers will make another trade before the season starts? I can't imagine Bev and Russ in the same team. I think there's going to be at least one more trade. Does that mean Russ goes? I'm not sure. Michael George says, he's annoying, obviously, and was overrated at times, in my opinion, but he's definitely a player we needed. Fair. BFNS23 says the Lakers' chances will be high with Braun healed AD and turned to win it all this year. You, I, I think you're totally overestimating LeBron at this age and Anthony Davis. Um, and their health. They got to show something right now. You know what I'm saying? It's not 2020. They got to show something, at least a couple games. Penny Magic says, I don't do Twitter, Dime. Anyways, what do you think about Kawhi being healthy the whole season? Praying to God and crossing my fingers. Cameron Slay says, you watch Rusty Buckets? Uh, not really. I've seen some of his videos, though. June 28th, July says, Warriors too strong, I think. We'll see about that. For the Lakers, sure. If we're healthy, though, it's going to be a different ballgame. Anyway, 35 minutes sounds good, right? Let's keep, keep Unless you want to keep the questions coming. I guess I'll end it for the Spotify and Apple Podcast people. Appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you thought, even though it's a little bit less structured, as I said. Did you guys enjoy it? I feel like I still tried to make my keep keep it concise as I could be as I could and try to get my points across, my main basketball points and how I really felt. I am pissed off, but not that pissed off. I mean, what what the fuck? It's gonna be more pissed it's gonna piss me off more if he gets out of control, which he's gonna, because I know Bev. But anyways, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow, make sure you follow us on all platforms. And yeah, keep tuning in. Appreciate you.
Peace.